Network presents Pete Wilcox having coffee with the king. I'm your co-host, Psychic Me Angelo. A little different to say that, co-host Angelo. But the boss is here tonight, Pete Wilcox, my friend, oh my, my compadre, my brother from another mother. How yes. you doing, baby? I am doing so well. You're so kind. Every time you say that, I look around for this guy that you're talking about and then, you know, have to settle back down. We, of course, I mean, I am not the man of the hour by any means. And we are very excited to have a special guest today. Absolutely. Who is our man of the hour? Well, our man of the hour tonight is uh, Mr. Kevin Schopel. Kevin is uh, a guest that's been here before. He was here with our... uh, our late friend Shirley, uh, we was just talking before we went on the air, how much we miss Shirley, and uh, we're going to actually she's going to come up tonight in conversation. Uh, Kevin is a a renowned author of some esteem, uh, quite a bit in fact. That he's the guy who who puts psychics and credibility back together again, um, and we'll talk about that. Yeah, we're going to talk about that tonight because, uh, well, you know, I herald Kevin as a champion of Christianity, but also of psychics, because a lot of people don't don't understand that you can be a Christian and be a psychic as well. You don't have to be one or the other. And Kevin's, uh, as I said, an author of four books. Now, I've got three of them. I want to let Kevin talk about the fourth. Uh, the Bible, the truth about psychics and spiritual gifts, God's purpose for, I'm sorry, God's purpose for psychics and everyone and Melanie, a Christian medium's life and her gifts of spirit. Kevin, what is the fourth book? What am I missing? My brother. Okay. The new one. And it came out just two weeks ago was uh, Christians and psychics. God has gifted them both. Oh, I like that. I can't wait to read that one. I have your other books, as you know, because you sent them to me. <laughs> Yeah, I believe um, I sent you a pre-release in Word of the other one prior to the May what? show. You absolutely did. You sure did. I, I've not yet read it. I'll be honest with you. I've not yet read it. I've got so much going on. Um, let us uh, let us uh, take a minute and tell everybody, uh, Kevin is married uh, to lovely Stana. She is a psychic. You got married in what, 76 to 77, somewhere around there? Very close, 78. 78. Oh, okay. I knew I was in the ballpark, Kevin. So you and Stan have been married for quite some time. Um, we should, I'm going to let you tell your story because Pete has not heard it. Um, would you do me a favor and just, and I know you've, you've told it on the show before. Would you just for Pete's sake, <laughs> for Pete's sake, <laughs> you're forgiven. <laughs> That was terrible. Wait a second. Before we, before we um, beat Kevin up, why don't we just share with him what kind of how we got born? Uh, we're very excited to have him with us. But Angelo and I um, were having such delightful conversations about our belief and our walk that uh, Angelo very kindly said, "You know what? We ought to put this together and do a podcast." And uh, and I and I had had kind of a thought about doing it. We were going to call a coffee with the King and we ran into another brother who used that title. So Angelo quickly shifted having coffee with the King. But our idea was to open people's day with a, either a scripture or a thought or a conversation, help kind of get their spirit and their excitement level up just to be walking with the Lord. And um, he said, Oh man, I've got a friend that we have to bring in. That's going to be very exciting. Yep. So we've only done this a couple of times, but you're right up to date. Right now, you know what we're up to, and without sounding too pretentious, you know why you're here now. There you yes. go. So you were in charge of today's walk. There you go. No pressure. Right, exactly. Exactly. So, Kevin, tell them, tell them Pete how uh, your interest in psychics developed. Uh, from, from what standpoint did you come? Okay. Well, first of all, I was raised, you know, going to a Southern Baptist church from very little. But the thing that started the interest in psychics was uh, falling in love with a uh, 15-year-old precognitive girl in our church youth group. 
And I only found out about it when we were on the uh, overnight youth retreat on Mount Lemmon near, you know, near Tucson. Uh-huh. And I didn't quite know how to make conversation. And I said, um, I wonder who's winning the football game down there tonight. And she said, I already know. She said, Rincon's going to lose. And I thought, well, that's my school. I thought she's just, you know, taunting me on this whole thing. And then she went on to say every time, you know, my school wins, yours loses. Every time yours wins, mine loses. And I said, oh, yeah. I said, well, what's going to what's gonna happen three weeks from now when they play each other? I said, they can't, you know, who's going to win then? Obviously, you know, that's not going to hold any prediction for that. And she just kind of kicked her head back and said, neither one. I said, what do you mean by neither one? She said, that's just what I said. And for the next three weeks, everything still went the way she said, you know, between the two schools. And I got down to the night of that particular game and I had to work. So I didn't get to see it, but I got over to a friend of mine's right after work and he came running across and he was yelling, it was a tie. It was a tie because, you know, high school football could not uh, go into overtime. So that was a possibility that no one had considered. Wow. (laughs) And reality was back on the night she made that prediction. Yeah. She also received Jesus as her Lord and Savior down at the chapel. And she continued to make predictions. So I thought, okay, I need to, you know, look at this whole thing, you know. Beautiful. And I asked a couple of youth leaders a few weeks later, I says, you know, what do you think of somebody who knows when something's going to happen before it happens? Yeah. And it's, oh, that's not of God. I'd stay away from that. Well, I thought, no, she received Jesus as her Lord and Savior. That's not it. And I, as I said in my uh, fourth book that uh, has come out now, I said that was my point of no return, where I quit having the standard, what I would call traditional Christian belief to believing that, yes, psychics can be Christians, too. Of course, I didn't take it that far for many years, but then, you know, after a few more years, and I met Stana, and I thought, well, okay, you know, my days of dating a psychic are over. Wrong. <laughs> yeah, she, uh, she was not recognitive like Tammy, but she, she's an empath. Sure. And sure. Uh, she also had this odd gift of predicting death, too, which I found out later after we were married. But... Kevin, I don't want to, is that two different women? Yeah, and even then still, you know, after I was already into teaching classes and serving as a deacon in a Southern Baptist church as an adult, um, along came a person named Melanie that I met through Facebook, and she thought I was going to let her have it because she was a medium and I was a Christian Bible teacher. And I said, no, I said, that's a gift from the Lord. I said, Jesus did everything that a medium does. And he said, whoever believes in me will do what I have been doing. And he will do greater things because I go to the father. And she was like, "Uh, (laughs) I I went on. She said, I was told only men could prophesy. I said, well, obviously, you never heard of Deborah, Hulda, the four daughters of Philip. And she's like, wow, nobody ever told me this stuff before. And it's like, she wrote me back. She says, I wish I could even grasp a fourth of what you've told me. Yeah. You know, and it was actually 11 years and two days ago, October the 4th, 2010, that she woke up kind of half out of a dream and said, what if Kevin were to write a book to help people like me? And she's like, where's this coming from? She related yeah. to me. And she even said, in the dream, I saw four books. She said, I don't think that's going to only mean four books, but I saw at least four books. And so two weeks ago, when I released this on Amazon, I said, predictions fulfilled, two weeks short of 11 years. There you go. Yeah. Pete Wilcox, I told you Kevin Schopel was a remarkable guy. Brother, you and I had a conversation today about uh, all the things that Kevin just kind of talked about, and and then some. Um, you got the you got the floor, brother. This is. Uh, well, I'm, you know, I'm going to run uh, my dream at Kevin. I think that he will enjoy it very much. Sure, was, absolutely. Yeah, I was a very searching Christian. I have loved Jesus since I was a boy. 
but uh, I'm also, um, I'm 78 and spent um, 50 years of that being a rock and roll singer. So you know what kind of stones I've tripped over in my past. But my, my lovely wife, as a, my, my lovely wife studied, uh, uh, was in a Christian college and wanted to become a Christian counselor. She's a very uh, Jesus-loving girl. I, my mom used to call, she's a card-carrying Christian. Uh, I was a lover of Jesus and always have been, but I was always looking at these other things, you know, the ancient aliens and everybody dropping in and out and every possibility, and I, I wouldn't, you know, said, listen, anything is possible. God's in charge of the whole game. If aliens are involved, he, he made them too. So but I said, but I do want a stronger connection here. So we went, when we went to bed one night and hold the hands praying, and we asked, um, Father, please let us feel your connection. Let us know that we are with you, that we are your children, that, that we can participate and do something for you. We went to sleep. In my sleep, I dreamt. I didn't see, though. It wasn't a, a seeing dream. It was a hearing. Somebody was calling out song titles. Remember, I told you I'd been a singer for 40, 50 years. And I couldn't make any of them out until I heard, and the grass don't pay no mind. Okay, I didn't know that song, but go back more more songs. Again, the grass don't pay no mind. Three times I hear it. I wake up, I said, honey, I had a dream, and they were screaming these song titles. She said, well, let me take the granddaughter to school. I'll come back. We'll look it up. She comes back. Pete, as I was coming home, in my spirit, I felt it's going to be the first line of the song. I said, well, okay, we look it up. It's a Neil Diamond song. I haven't heard the song. Very important. I don't know the song, and I've been sent to something I don't know. She's heard it's going to be the first line of the song. The song is about Neil and his girlfriend making love by the river. Okay. First line of the song has nothing to do with the rest of the song. Remember, I'm asking for connection. My wife and I are praying for connection in the name of Jesus, as he told us to do in the Gospel of John. First line of the song is, listen easy, you can hear God calling. That to me is a direct answer sent to a place I didn't know to pick up an answer. Has to be the word of God. Uh, well, I mean, as we're gonna, if we're gonna break it down, as the Holy Spirit being sent with the answer to the prayer. And it, 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 uh, it changed my life completely and answers forever the question, is there a God? Well, it, you know what I mean? That wasn't uh, Johnny Carson answering my prayer. That's not who I asked, you know, to help me out. Sure. So I, I turned to my friends and, well, I believe in something, but I don't know about a God. I say, you can relax. There is one. It, as it says in the Acts, what comes to you is to go through you. Yes, it answered my prayer, but it's not reserved for Pete. It's for everyone. Listen Absolutely. easy. You can hear God calling. And I, try, and I, you know, I'm trying to catch, I'm going to say if I have a ministry, it's with Angelo, but if I have an industry, a ministry, it's to help those guys sitting on the fence. They're the ones that might turn yeah. to an entertainer who was also seeking and wondering, but got a direct answer. Absolutely. And I bring that to you because it kind of reminds me when you told me about the, you know, your, your wife's dream or your dream with the four books. And also, you know, it's bringing me right to, I was going to go there, I couldn't wait to go there. Anyway, uh, I had though, these two scriptures, of course, that I wanted to bring to you. Uh, the first one coming from Joel, and then Peter quoting it in the upper room, uh, just saying, uh, it, it'll come to pass in the last days. I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men, that'd be me, uh, will dream dreams, and your young men will see visions. So, I mean, that to me uh, is confirmation of a scripture and a prayer. And I, I have to honestly say, it literally changed my life. It turned me into, I, I live for this podcast. I live to do what the three of us are doing right now. Absolutely. I should yeah. also tell Kevin that uh, Pete, as, uh, as he said, he, he alluded to it briefly, but he, in fact, has entertained audiences for more than 50 years all over the world on television, on stage, uh, in nightclubs, in film. He has done every possible medium there is. 
Uh, he is best known as, of course, one of the very first Elvis tribute artists uh, to gain notoriety because Pete was on television for a good portion of that time. Wow. Hence the name America's TV Elvis. The other thing I should tell you, Kevin, um, this is a guy like all of us that are human that has made some mistakes, has stumbled and picked himself up. And, uh, and, and as God, you know, if anybody wants to know if God has a sense of humor, he sure does. Cause he put, uh, an old rock and roll star and a psychic together to do this crazy podcast and, and people are listening to it. That's <laughs> the crazy thing. People are listening to it. As you well know, Kevin, from being here before people watch this show and they, they listen, they take it with them in the car to the beach, to work. Um, and you can, you can garner everything you need to garner from the word of God. And sometimes if you don't have the time to read the Bible, well, a guy like Pete Wilcox may throw some wisdom on you or and a guy not, like Kevin's not my wisdom, of course, and of if course, no. fruits, but it also says faith come by hearing the word of God. So you're right. We're instruments. We're, we're strictly. Absolutely. We're strictly and, and of course, Kevin Schopel is a fountain of information with the, the knowledge that the Lord has given him in these books, you know, and it's no secret. Um, I am a psychic. Uh, as was my late rest in peace co-host, Shirley, uh, who we all miss terribly. And I still look at my phone every day, think it's going to ring, you know, yeah. uh, looking to see her name there and just it's not going to happen. But I know she's here and I know that uh, that this show with Pete has Shirley's blessing. I absolutely know that for sure. Um, Shirley liked Pete. She got the she got the meeting before she went with the Lord. Uh -huh. And, uh, and so, and she talked about Pete a lot. Um, and I, Pete and I talked about this before she wanted to be a part of the show. Turns out that she is anyway. How about that? Pete? She is a part without a doubt. Absolutely. So Kevin, now, Kevin, let's talk about this, Kevin. Um, you heard Pete say that he was searching and a lot of people find alternate means to search god spoke to pete in the way that he knows with music titles um as he speaks to me through visions through um yeah prophecy through the gift of sight um how does the lord speak to you what does he use to um to inspire you to write what you write You there, Kevin? I know his his picture froze. Yeah, he froze up. Well, maybe you and I should do a tap dance while we're waiting. He'll, well, yeah. I'll tell you what. While we're waiting for um for Kevin to uh, to join us again, I hope to goodness he can. Uh, I'm going to. Um, why don't we do this? Let let let's you and I talk and uh and see if we can get kevin back here well that i got oh uh, uh, yeah you you the picture just changed i just see you now uh i yeah. got froze out early while kevin was speaking and it came back in so i don't know you know we never know is it the hot spot yeah, well, kevin's going to be joining us in just a moment okay but uh i i certainly hope that he heard uh what we were talking about well, I'm sure, you know, what we can do, if he's listening, then he will hear what I wanted to share with you, and it was something I wanted to bring up, so you can edit this out if it doesn't happen like that, but if it does, let me, because he's going to talk about the gifts of the Spirit, Yeah, yeah. to talk about that one teacher that I saw on, on TBN, I'm very, very fond of the teacher, uh, I think I'm going to be politically correct here and let the name not enter but let's talk about the situation because that's more important than who it was. Okay. Sure. It was related that um, one of the people in the church was having an affair with someone. There's Gavin. Oh, did you uh, hear I'm back. Could you hear us? 
Yeah, could could you hear our question, Gavin? Connection was lost. You froze on the screen, Angelo, and it said connection lost. Okay. Yeah, well, that's funny because Pete and I were talking to each other, and you were completely frozen. So here's what I said. You know, the Lord used Pete and music titles to speak to him in a format he was familiar with. Um, Yes. God speaks to me through vision, through prophecy. That's the the format I'm familiar with. What does the Lord, how does the Lord speak to you? You know, how does he get his wisdom to you so you can write these amazing books and and, uh, fill knowledge to the minds and hearts of people? What is is the methodology God uses to speak to you? The way he typically has spoken with me is is what I call scripture recall. This is backed by John 14, 26, where it says, the spirit of truth will remind you of everything I've had to say. And I find a lot of times if I'm asking questions, sometimes when I'm not asking questions and a scripture comes to my mind that I wasn't even thinking, not even anticipating, and it'll stop me in my tracks. Yeah, in that way, but it also comes in useful. I'm coming in late night to work on the books or whatever, and I'll say, "What do you want me to write next?" And I will have a scripture immediately come to mind. It wouldn't maybe have been anything I was thinking of. Just like the other night, I was working on a second chapter of my fifth book. You know, talking about people who um, were always afraid of losing their salvation or maybe had never been saved and I thought I need to address the fact that salvation was not from joining a church, not from believing in God. And the scripture immediately came to me, James 2, 19. I wasn't even thinking of it. And it was, you know, you believe there's one God. You do well. The devils believe and also tremble. And I thought, that's perfect. And I put it into my fifth book in the second chapter. <laughs> I love that. You know, can I share something with you, Kevin? Um, sure. And, and, and correct me if you think I'm wrong. Um, I shared this, Pete, uh, Pete actually um, spoke to me about this today. We were having a rather detailed conversation, and I shared this with my, my co-host, my friend Pete. Um, it's my contention, my belief, that the devil has absolutely no power. I believe that. He has no power. So when someone says to me, you're of the devil. Your power comes from the devil. Understand this in my, and I think I know the word pretty well, in my realm of thinking and believing, only God can give power. Only God possesses power. Only God can utilize the remnants of that power. Okay? Yeah. It's my belief that Satan can do certain things because God allows him to. He can make things happen, but he doesn't have the power to give you gifts. Only Jesus, only God have the power to give gifts, if I'm right, correct? Well, it's interesting you mention this. I have a chapter in this new book called, in my fourth one that just came out, goes, does Satan give spiritual gifts? And basically, here's what I came up with. I started off with Moses and Aaron before Pharaoh and the magicians of Egypt. And I showed how they were able to duplicate the earlier miracles. They could not duplicate the later ones. And I also went from Isaiah 45, where it said, you know, keep on studying those who you have trafficked with, who you've done business with. Perhaps right. they will save and so in the book, I'm also saying um, they are not free gifts. In other words, you have to put in effort. You have to pay teachers and other things for something that is not of the Holy Spirit. Thank um, you. Although I, you know, and so that basically it says, you know, God not only says no to them, but they're inferior. And I said this is also loosely based on the story of Simon the Sorcerer in Acts chapter 8 when he offered Peter money. I said it was not just a bribe, but he was accustomed to the idea that if you want power, you pay for it. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Pete, um, I am going to uh, pull back, and I want uh, I want you and Kevin to talk. I mean, 
I could talk to Kevin all night, but I want you to uh, to talk and ask your questions and gain some knowledge from this fountain of information. I feel sorry. I just got flushed out and got but just came back in. So I missed some yeah. of what you're saying, and it was crazy because I re- immediately reached for my pen to write down the scriptures that you were kind enough to share with us so I know what's going to happen is I'll go back and look at our own podcast to get yeah. some of these tidbits. But um, Okay, I don't mind really filling you in here, Pete. And basically, in I believe it's Exodus from like chapter 12 to 16 is where Moses and Aaron are <clears throat> before Pharaoh along with the magicians and sorcerers of Egypt. Right. And how they were inferior in producing the results that Moses and Aaron were doing by the finger of God. Then Isaiah chapter 45, in which he's talking, you know, keep on going with your sorceries and the people you have trafficked with and doing business with since your youth, perhaps they can save you. In other words, it's kind of a taunt from the Lord, but it implied the idea that you work at it, you pay for it, and it's still not, uh, you know, up to par with the Lord in that way. And from that, you know, I was saying, okay, not only does the Lord forbid it, but it is something that is not free and it's inferior to the power of the Holy Spirit. Right. Right. I agree that most of Satan's work, uh, Angelo, is not by showing a display of power, but doing the sneakiest, absolute trickiest things he can to get us to believe that, putting ideas in people's minds, giving people the, the, uh, you know, getting them distracted. Because I even said, Satan wants to distract you. He doesn't want you to remember the miracles in the past. Kevin, can I tell you what happened? Yeah, let Kevin, let me tell you what happened to me. And uh, and I don't know if, if Pete knows this story. I've told it on the show before. Um, I lived in Tennessee for a long time. Uh, uh, Tennessee, as you know, is the Bible Belt. It's the oh, buckle. Yeah. It's the buckle in the Bible Belt. Right? It literally holds the Bible Belt together. There were churches in Tennessee that would not allow me in. And one that did allow me in when they found out I was a psychic. Threw me out, asked me to never return and turned around and looked as if they thought the building was going to catch fire because I was in it. Um, That's the kind of crazy reaction I've gotten. Uh, There are churches here in New Jersey that won't let me in because I'm a psychic. So, again, I contend with you that the spiritual gifts, true spiritual gifts, by the way, Yes, are only of God and can only be of God. Very you true. Can because buy, you can you can buy your indulgence with Satan, absolutely, but it's not a spiritual gift. Let's be real clear. Very clear. Uh, if it were a gift, you wouldn't have to work at it. You wouldn't have to pay money. It would be a pure you. gift. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So, sorry, Pete. Go ahead. Well, no, that's okay. While you're doing it, you're me. This always happens to us, Kevin. We go off into left field and right field. One of us will get a, a nudge and off we go. But when you talked about not being invited in, in New Jersey, I think Jonathan Edwards, who I find to be just the loveliest of spirits, um, I, as he is a self-professed medium, and uh, he said that he's been excommunicated from the Catholic Church only to have monks and nuns come and ask him questions. So it's like they 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 are in their own confusion, and it's kind of like you have to love them and leave them alone. I guess the people that are are having the blessing or the sensitive feeling, yeah, uh, they know that it's a blessing. They know it's a good thing. The people who haven't experienced it yet, I kind of feel sorry for them. I remember when I spoke to one person and told them about my dream, I I got kind of like a well, that's you know very haughty of you to think that God would speak to you. And I kind of, I didn't, I didn't belabor. I let it fall. But I want to say, no, he spoke to both of us. He just gave me the message to give to you. That wasn't reserved exactly. for me. He's not. Well, a, he, how can we have a scripture in First Peter chapter five that says, if anyone speaks, he should speak as if he are speaking the very words of God. 
There you go. There you go. He's not a respecter of persons. He doesn't like Kevin better than he likes. Well, he might like Kevin better than Angelo. I, I don't understand. <laughs> but, I mean, no, he isn't. He will share his love with all of us through each of us. That's another way for us to connect. Yes. His gifts. And I should add to that in Proverbs 16, 1, it says the plans of the mind belong to men, but the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. That and the scripture I just gave you are my two reasons that I've said in my book that one of the ways that people yeah. hear from God is the synchronicity of we different people saying the same call. idea. We well, actually, I said, if you have that, then it's time for some serious prayer. We have a phone call coming in, guys. Hold on. You're on with Pete Wilcox having coffee with the king. Who's on the phone? Yeah, this is a guy who used to be uh, on a couple cards with Larry Zabisco. Hey, Mike, how you doing, brother? <laughs> how you doing, Angelo? I'm good. We're actually talking about the the, um, the gifts of the spirit. Um, it's interesting that you called. Uh, you know, by the way, let me tell everybody who's on the phone. This uh, gentleman on the phone is uh, Michael Murphy. He is a professional wrestler. Uh, he knows who I am and what I do for a living. Um, Mike has actually called upon me several times uh, to yes. assist him psychically. It's funny because, Mike, we're talking tonight with Kevin Schopel, the author of several books about the Christianity and the psychic gifts, the spiritual gifts. And I'm oh, here with okay. Pete Wilcox. America's TV Elvis Pete Wilcox is here with me. And um, Dave, Hello. Pete, this is Mike on the phone. Uh, Mike, say hi to Pete. Hi, Pete. How are you doing? I'm doing good, buddy. Good to have you with us. Oh, so, glad, uh, it's glad. Like, to, I'm always happy to be on with Angelo. Let, let me ask you a question, Mike. I'm glad you, sure. I'm glad you pulled in. Um, you and I have have spoken a few times when you used my services um, psychically. Is yes. there any doubt? where the spirit gifts come from in your mind? Oh, no, no doubt whatsoever. Where did they come from? Uh, in my mind, uh, the gifts from the spirits uh, basically come from uh, talking to them. Well, but... but Just open communication. Right, but where do those gifts come from? Are they do they come from heaven, hell, earth, space? Where do they come from? Uh, well, I I believe the gifts that I've received from come from uh, from a higher power, which I choose. You know, myself, I choose to call God. Uh, but I believe, you know, I just believe that if you ask, you know, humbly for what you need, it'll be provided for you. There you go. Pretty simple stuff. Kevin, yeah, what do you say uh, to that, Kevin? Okay. Well, I do agree that you can ask for the gifts of the Spirit. This is what is said in 1 Corinthians 14, you know, that we are to desire the greater gifts. And there's nothing wrong with that. Now, you mentioned the scripture in the book of Joel, I believe. And he says, I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh. There's a lot of Christians who think, you can't have a gift from God unless you're a Christian. But that's not what that scripture says. I will pour upon all flesh. And he ends that by saying, even upon my manservants and maidservants will I pour out my spirit. That yeah. meant, yes, Christians too. Now, Mike, did you hear what Kevin just said? Yes, yes, I did. Now, it's important that he said that specifically because... You and I had a conversation not two weeks ago where you said to me, and and I'm going to share this with the world, where you said to me that you felt something tugging at you, but you didn't know what it was. That, my friend, is the nudging of the spirit. That's the gift of the spirit. God can even use a crazy ex-wrestler like you. To, to speak his messages through. Hey, look, God can use a, an, an old rock and roll singer, you know, and right. uh, and a broken down old psychic over here. You know, there's hope for everybody, brother. 
What, 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 wasn't, Gideon, wasn't Gideon hiding in the back of a barn or something? He likes to go get the guys that are a mess because if he grabs the guys that are, you know, like, no, on top of their game, well, it's not a big surprise. Exactly. He grabs somebody. Who, Where's this guy coming from? Well, you know where he's coming from. He's coming from God. God grabbed him and said, come here. I'm going to use you, buddy. Come here. Yeah. yeah. So, now, but now, see, I also, I not to cut you off, I also believe, um, and this is my own personal opinion, I don't force it on anybody, I believe organized religion got it all wrong. You're absolutely right. Okay, I believe they got it all wrong because God said, all you have to do is believe. I mean, I, I don't, I'm sorry. I don't think, I mean, I see some of these guys on TV and it's like, you know, well, when was God into roller coasters? When was God into jet planes? Yeah. You know, and, and if Kevin, God you needed an your that? money, he'd take it, you know? <laughs> well, let's, let's talk about that. Kevin, do you have a, uh, you have a response to that? I'm sure you do. I lost a couple of seconds of this discussion. So if you could kind of fill me in real quickly. Go ahead, Murph. Um, I said my own personal belief is that organized religion got the message wrong, got the whole thing wrong. Because uh, it even says in the Bible, and, I, and I'll be honest with you, I am not a righteous man. I am not a Bible-reading man. But I do believe it says in the Bible that the only way into the kingdom is to believeth in me. So God, in my in my thinking or my understanding, God is saying, if you believe in me and believe and you know turn things over to me instead of trying to handle it ourselves. I mean, and not everything, but if you believe in me, you will find you know you will find there will be a place in heaven for you. I believe organized religions got it all wrong because, see, the Bible wasn't written. It's the word of God. It wasn't written by God. It was written by man. Man is fallible. God isn't. True. And everybody took their understanding you know, or what they understood it to mean. They took their own meanings and put it out there in religions. And... I just, I mean, I firmly believe organized religion got it all wrong. And yeah. I mean, think about it. how many crusades and during the time of the crusades, God said in the 10 commandments, thou shalt not kill. How many people were killed in the name of God? And even today killed in the name of whatever God person believes in killed in the name of God. You know, it, Brother, it, people it, have died in the name of God since the beginning of time, since, since the, creation of the earth right um that that that's a a question that you know goes well beyond the pale of tonight's discussion pete go ahead pete you got god bless you thank you I, mike i want to jump in i understand your your concern with the organized church and there are there are certainly some sad things but at the same time i think that it really helps to de develop a sense of raising the bar for children. There's a lot to be said for organized religion, but I, it, it needs monitoring. And it's almost it's people like you and I and Angelo and Kevin that are going to help monitor it and say, excuse me just a second, let's consider this. You can't turn it over to men completely, but I think we would be in such trouble if we let go of the organized church because that's where children learn grace that's where they learn to believe in a higher power and to do things it gives them a, a, a loving spiritual conscience that they might not get at home so i understand why you're being cautious and i am as well and i don't go to a church and i'm not really happy about that but uh, um it was kind of like you said, Angel. Jesse Duplantis, who was a rock and roll drummer who became an evangelist, he was in a church. Hello? I got you, Kevin. 
Okay, my internet connection went down for a moment. I had to unplug the modem and re restart. That, that's quite all right, my friend. It's quite all right. Although I do believe that the Lord sometimes has these uh, interferences happen uh, to us. There's other people that will believe the devil's trying to ruin the show. Well, I, I will tell you what. It's interesting. Uh, I don't know if now Pete's frozen up. Wait a minute. I think I'm back in. Oh, you are. Thank you, Pete. Where did it's I, interesting. Kevin I, had was just, on, I had Jesse outside talking to Jesus. Yeah, it's funny. Um, it, you know, Kevin was just saying that the uh, you know perhaps you know the devil was trying to cause a little interference here. Well, uh, he it's it, count on it. That means we're doing good things. Well, I, I, I it's, it's funny because I want you to know that I think I know what happened. Uh, Mike Murphy called in tonight. He did not know. That we were doing the uh, Mike did not know we were doing the having coffee with the King show. He thought we were doing the wrestling show tonight. Oh, oh. that's why he called. It's interesting. That's why he called in. He thought this was the wrestling show tonight. It's funny even how God will use that, you know, as as a way of getting him in. I got to tell you something about Mike. Uh, he is. By no means um, a a devout man of any kind. In fact, he's quite scary if you ever met him. Um, he's a former mercenary. That's what he used to do for a living. He was a mercenary. Um, not a good guy. But he's a great guy now. Um, it's very telling that he called in tonight, and I think that God had him call in uh, tonight for that purpose, to, to maybe get him some wisdom. We were just talking about that, Kevin, tonight, about how God will use circumstances and situations to impart wisdom. What better way? What well, better yeah, way? Oh, and I just want to finish the story very quickly, Kevin. I don't know if you were in the first part. I was talking about, uh, Enzo was talking about how he was invited out of churches. And we mentioned that uh, yeah. Jonathan Edwards was invited out of the church. And Jesse Duplantis was sitting on the outside on the sidewalk. And Jesus sat next to him and said, what are you doing out here, Jesse? And Jesse said, they won't let me in there. And Jesus said, eh, they don't let me in either. So Exactly. I mean, Right, in a sort of a sarcastic, playful way. Yeah, exactly. We we are we remind you know each how true that is, Pete. Okay. You know how true that is. Oh yes, I do. Yes, I do. I mean, the the things they do. Uh, yes, and and yeah. but at the same time, I still don't think we need to let go of organized church. I still think it has its place and it it helps us. Yeah, each yeah. individual has to decide. I belong in there. I don't belong in there. Absolutely. You know? Right, right. Absolutely. Yeah, Kevin is back with us. Right here is our own form of a church. Yeah, church is wherever you are. Right, two or more gathered. Here we are. We're having yeah. church tonight. That's church. So let's I talk about... Have, uh, I was just want to uh, say... Um, I you told one of the people on Facebook who has the Christian Medium Psychics and Healers Community, I said... You are a church. You may be online, but you are there with a group of believers encouraging each other to use your gifts. Absolutely. I got news for you. What Pete and I do every week, this is church. Absolutely. I'm so Pete excited. Pete and I go to church every week. We'd have to go out and get backers and build a building and, and to get tithes and offering and get all your money. No, no, no. We were given the We were given the gift of technology to get exactly. his word out. What a blessing that is, and and we're Absolutely. using it. You know how fortunate we are to be able to serve in this manner. It's um, I we, wish te technology were working for Kevin tonight because apparently, I was say let's you know, yeah, technology is not Kevin's friend tonight. Um. I should also say Kevin is uh, is on the West Coast tonight. Uh, he's right. in California. Just, uh, some of the storms in Tucson are interfering with the internet connection. I apologize. Oh, okay, I got you. Yeah, God bless you. 
we're wondering about that. We have a little trouble once in a while, and I don't know whether technically I need to go get a hot spot so that it boosts my yeah. Wi-Fi signal or what we got to do, but we won't yeah. let it shut us down anyway. Well, you know, it's like Kevin, as as, uh, as he said, he's he's on the West Coast, and so they're ha- they're going through some you know some weather snafus tonight. So, uh, but look, I'm I'm glad that that we got back on with you. I I really do want to explore uh, the gifts of the spirit, particularly the gifts of the the psychic spirit, the gift of prophecy, the gift of sight, vision, healing, all of these gifts. You know, and there are people who will tell you they will argue the fact or what they think is the fact that this hand cannot heal. Only God can heal. Well, guess what? You're absolutely right. But God can use this hand to Point heal. Point of contact, that's all. Yes. There you go. Hello. Point of contact. Yeah. Yep. I, I do want to ask this one thing because while the Internet's being kind to us and we have Kevin's advice and expertise on the subject, I heard something that absolutely freaked me out, and I'd love to hear your take and I, I'm going to hold mine, and then I'll join in after we get yours. But there was a teacher on 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 TBN, and a, a lovely person. I'm very very fond of this person, as he told a story about these two men in church were were brothers like we are, and but he was having an affair outside his family, and he was setting up a household with this woman, going to get a divorce and move in with her. Okay, now while he's going through that confusion. And that that condition that's unpleasing to God, he asked his church brother, why don't we fast one day a week to to get some of the fruits of the spirit? Now, the, the teacher on, on was saying that seemed ridiculous to her. You need to straighten out your life with your wife before you go after uh, the gifts of the spirit. I'm already into it now, so I'm committed. I'm going to step out on a limb. And I said, in a way, in a way, one thing doesn't have anything to do with another. I say, go for the gift of the spirit, because if you get it, it will straighten out your other life. You'll have the only to- thing is, this guy has not read Isaiah 58. It says there, why have we fasted? The Lord has not heard us. And the Lord answers and says, you cannot fast and be heard uh, with your current acts the way they are. And uh, it's like I say, I'm, I'm giving you a very abbreviated version, but the idea is fasting and the Lord hearing your fast and prayer, you need to, he needs to get straight with the Lord before the Lord will honor that fasting and prayer. Uh, like I say, it's the entire chapter of Acts, uh, not, not Acts, Isaiah 58. I'm glad you see, see now God bless you. That's, that's where the wonderful scripture, study to show yourself approved, I'm stumbling in, in in lack of knowledge. Kevin has it. He's saying, no, no, Pete, get yourself together, straighten this out, then come to me. And I and I was saying, go anyway. Go, you know, how yeah. are you gonna put yourself trying to please God? But then again, God will turn and say, Well, all right, go back home and take care of yourself, then come back and see me. Like I get him and says, you know, leave your offering on the gift, go straighten out your game with your brothers, then come back and then give me the gift. Yes. But I, I agree I, with that. Yeah, you have to be straight with the Lord. You know, in the case of this person, repentance. And, uh, you know, because, you know, repentance is, is key to everything. If, if this guy had received a spiritual gift per se with his life not straightened out, I'd be terrified that he's got a counterfeit. Uh, that, that's an excellent point. See, and that's where God bless you. You have that knowledge. I did not. I'm so glad we all, we talked about this because... Uh, that teaching uh, upset me. I thought you can't go wrong trying to please the Lord in one way. Uh, and I thought maybe if the, a gift of graciousness or love or compassion or understanding came into you, that might settle you down. You drop the girlfriend and work out your, your marriage where, I mean, the guy is obviously trying. He's just not trying properly. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and part of me says, no, I, I remember oh, there was this one guy, you have to pray a certain way or, or it won't get to God. I said, well, you've got to be crazy. He hears everything you say. He knows now your the heart. Scripture, 
the scripture that came to my mind as you were telling the story, and you know, I had told you about how that happens with me, was the scripture in Malachi chapter th- chapter two, where he, the Lord says, I hate divorce and I hate a man covering himself with violence. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Clean up. That's dirt. heavy stuff, brother. Yeah. It is. That's heavy duty. Now, now here's a, here's a good one. Come, uh, bless your heart. I'm so glad that you are so scripturally knowledgeable. Um, I'm being a little selfish now, but uh, uh, oh, oh my Lord, goodness, brother. I hate being 78 too much. My brain went blank. I had such a good question. Doggone it. Um, oh, gee whiz. I hope it comes back to me because. Uh, I, I got a feeling that you would know the scriptural reference to help me through that. I'm so sorry. I just pulled well, every. I'll tell you what, no, he, you know, um, Kevin does, in fact, shed a great deal of light uh, on our daily life with these scriptures. We forget that the Bible has the answer to to almost, if not literally, everything. If there's a situation. <laughs> It's there. The answer is there. If there's a circumstance, the answer is there. We think we know all the answers. We don't have to think we know. We do have all the answers. Just pick up your book and read it. We know where to get them. Exactly. The answers are so simple. Open up your Bible. You'll find the answer. You know? We were just talking about that, Kevin, the... uh, the Bible literally has the answer to everything. I agree with that. I was t- I was also telling a person just recently on Facebook, I said, if the Bible even has instructions for going to the bathroom, which it does in Deuteronomy 23, 12 to 13, right. I said it will not leave out anything important to your life. It's remarkable. <laughs> it's remarkable. It's amazing stuff. i tell you what, Pete. This brother has been one very fast hour. Um, Kevin, I got to have you back here. Absolutely. Uh, we, we Hopefully you know, on a day where the of, internet doesn't go down for the storms. <laughs> yeah, well, that's why I'm, I'm, I'm praying that God gives you good weather next week. Because I would love to have you back next week, same time, same channel. And uh, can we do that? Are you okay with that? Are you okay with Tuesday? I think that this is supposed to be the last storm of the monsoon season right now. And so okay. next week should be in the clear and hopefully with no connection problems. Well, well that, that, uh, four o'clock next Tuesday. I thought, I, yeah, thought, I, I mean, think seven I, o'clock. Wait a minute. I thought you guys are private prophets and psychics. What are you, uh, what are you talking about? Well, that's why I told the next. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 that's why I got, that's a gotcha question. That's a gotcha. Oh, that's a, I got you. Here's your, here's your gotcha right here, brother. I knew next week was going to be clear. Yeah. So next Tuesday is going to be good for Kevin. Um, tonight, I, and I also knew that Kevin, because of where he lives, is in the midst of some really you know wicked weather patterns right now. Um. We're, we're having some crazy weather here in New Jersey, but thankfully, no rain and no, you know, no storms. It just goes from hot to cold and will go from, you know, 90 degrees down to 30 degrees in a single day. It's just craziness. Um, just bizarre weather. Um, so we are going to bring Kevin Schopel back next week where I hope that we will have the time. In fact, I know we will have the time. Because I'm going to make the time to discuss Kevin's books. I want to talk about these books because there's a lot of there's a lot there a lot of wisdom in those books, um, and I had the chance to read a, a couple of them. Um, I do want to find out more about the new one, and we barely scratched the surface of that tonight. So, uh, what do you think, boss? We're going to bring Kevin back next week or what? Absolutely. And there's a scripture that I wanted to bring to the table that kind of ties in some of everything that we've been talking about and even that teacher that I wasn't sure where to go with that and my mm-hmm. my favorite scripture I'm going to say up to this point the most loving and embraceable is the one that says if you seek me you will find me yeah, yeah. that to me is so important and in, in engaging 
that in and in his forgiveness, even if you stumble as you seek him, he'll he'll stop the clock, catch you by the hand, and lead you to where you need to go. If you are sincerely reaching, like like yeah. I my heart goes out to that guy who is he, for some reason he and his wife have stumbled in their lives. We don't know the all the circumstances about that. That could be sure. infidelities. There could be any of a number of things. And sure. still in that confusion, he's reaching for the Lord. I want the gifts of the Spirit because his his Spirit is telling him that's where his salvation is. Absolutely. But, you know. So, like I said, I I, Absolutely. I, I wrestle with that. Yeah. I well, I tell you what. You know. Um, when when a guy like Kevin Schopel comes along with such knowledge and such wisdom, don't forget, he gained his wisdom through hard work. He did the work. He put the work in. He read the Bible. He asked for knowledge. Yes. He said, Lord, show me where to find this. And the Lord will show you where to find this. Yeah, yeah. You know? Just like well, the, I still to give the credit to the Lord for everything I've said this hour. Exactly. It's in my mouth. I prayed for it and asked for it. And what you're saying tells me that the Lord did answer the prayer. Absolutely. One thousand percent. Absolutely. See, here's the thing, Kevin. People are afraid to put the work in. You know? Well, the well, that's why it says in First Timothy three sixteen, study to show yourself. Approved a workman that need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, you know it, it's, it's uh, you know, one of my favorite one of my favorite scriptures. In fact, one of my favorite books is the book of James. It talks a lot about faith and works. You know, James two seventeen, faith without works is dead, being alone. Exactly, exactly. And it goes on to say, you know, you say you have. Faith and I have works. I will show you my faith by my works. Ex- thank you. And I love that. It's so simple. It's so simple. And it's cut and dry and it's basic. It's elementary Bible stuff. This is the deal, kids. This is the deal. I, t- I tell you what, everybody who has a Bible, the first thing they should ever read is the book of James. It's about three pages long. That's it. I think there's what five chapters, right? Yes, there's only five. There's five we chapters. We read one hour. Yeah, yeah. You could you could read the entire book of James in probably in under an hour. All right. Yes. It's just it's remarkable the wisdom and power packed in those three pages. It's remarkable. Is that well, James I'll the Apostle or James the brother of Jesus? Yes. It is James the brother of Jesus. John's brother, James, was put to death in Acts chapter 12. Yeah. And Galatians, Paul talks about James the Lord's brother. Yeah. And it's likely believed, especially uh, James says in his book. Oh, and he froze up. I know. But, yeah. Well, you you get the gist of it. Yeah, absolutely. That was James is is clearly the brother of Jesus. Uh, the book of James. Um, gotta wait for Kevin to come to come back here. He's uh, you know, we I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna sign off without him. So, uh, what do you think, Pete? He's a pretty he's, remarkable he's guy. Such a, such a delight. I'm so. Tr- well, I'm I'm gonna say I'm troubled by the fact that we had this this technical problem, and then part of me laughs, uh, you know, you and I have such bizarre sense of humor to say, <laughs> obviously, somebody's coming and trying to mess this up, which is impossible. They can't, they can, they can upset a moment, but they can't derail us. Oh, absolutely. No yeah. question about it. No question about it. There's no way that Satan was going to ruin this. There's absolutely no, no, no way that was going to happen. But I want to personally tell you what a delight it has been to have this opportunity to meet with you and, and to you. share your knowledge and your spirituality with us. And I, I look forward to us doing this on a regular basis, actually. 
Beautiful. I would support you too if you want to come or if you're back next week, Pete. There's more to come. I, I, oh yeah. yeah. Well, Pete, Pete and I are here every week. Uh, we and like I say, you know, Pete and I go to church every Tuesday, and uh, this is this is our worship hour. This I agree. Is, you know, as as much as a, you know, a short, fat, overweight psychic and a an old rock and roll singer. <laughs> Can gather at church. This is how we gather at church. Well, you know? we, had, we had our guest teacher. Absolutely. And I and I'm gonna get Pete to sing one of these dimes. You know, I'm gonna have to save up my money though before I do it because he's not gonna want to work for free. <laughs> but you know what's funny? I was gonna talk to you about that. Well, you know, go on my site, you know, the Pete Wilcox show. There's two songs on there that would be very appropriate. One is Long Walk with Jesus. And the other one is forevermore. And they could almost be uh, an opening theme for us. Oh, beautiful. I'll tell you what. We can do that. Um, In fact, stay with me when when we go off the air. But I did not want to. I did not want to go off the air before uh, saying uh, goodnight to Kevin. Thank you. And so you're quite welcome, Kevin. and, uh, And we will see you next week. All right, my friend? Absolutely. I'm glad I got the internet back up to say goodnight. Yep. Absolutely. Have a wonderful week, Kevin. Oh, uh, thank you, too, Pete. Thrilled to have you here, and I'm looking forward to the next week. On behalf of Kevin Schopel, on behalf of Pete Wilcox, I'm Psychic Medium Angelo. Join us every week, folks, as we continue to have coffee with the king. God bless Take you. Take care, everybody. Good night, and God bless.